1: for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Homo Sapiens. My name's Chris Sweeney. I'm your host. This week on Homo Sapiens, we are joined by podcasting royalty, as they say, Rose Frimpong and Nana Duncan. They are two best friends who host a wonderful queer weekly podcast, Tutus. Just to say, really, that this interview was recorded before the horrible events of the weekend, and I've wanted to first send my love to the members of our LGBTQ plus community and to anyone with a womb out there who have already been affected by the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. It is one of the most devastating pieces of news for all of our liberty all over the world to have happened in recent times. And we're sharing resources in our episode description where you can go to seek help at this horrible time and where we can all be going to give help as well, how we can support people who need support because of this decision. We're also sending our love to all of those affected by the devastating gun attack in the London pub in Oslo at the weekend. Two people were killed and 21 were seriously injured in the attack. And it has been a a silver lining of sorts to see how our community has banded together in the face of this tragedy. I'm sending love to everyone affected in Norway. Tomorrow, we will be releasing an extra episode on the feed where I'll be speaking to Ty Sersley from Gays Against Guns, which is an organisation that seeks to protect LGBTQ plus people from gun violence and prevent deaths via gun violence and takes the most beautiful, queer, inventive way to raise awareness, try and row back some gun lords. It's a great chat. I cannot wait for you to hear it. So that will be out tomorrow. So I hope you are all doing okay. I hope you are looking after each other in these difficult times. And this is uh, the episode I recorded with Nana and Rose before the last week's horrible events. And I'm sending you all a load of love. Welcome to this week's episode of Homo Sapiens, your weekly podcast, little dose of joy and love. I've got... Um, I always say very special episode, but I'm calling it an extra special episode because I've got two wonderful guests with me. I am joined by podcast royalty, no less. Just ask Idris Elba. He'll tell you. Nana Duncan and Rose Frimpong, who are the hosts of the incredible two twos podcast. Hello, Nana and Rose. How are you? Hey, hey, you're good, good. Hi. Look at us being podcasters together. <laughs> the way Nana and Rose describe their podcast is. You are best friends who met through what they describe as a classic lesbian introduction through an ex-girlfriend five years ago. Is that true, girls? It's so
0: true. That's absolutely true.
2: They started a podcast to try and bridge the gap between LGBT people and cisgendered straight people. Well, thank God somebody's doing it. (laughs) Somebody's got to do the heavy lifting, right? Yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy. (laughs) And I'm really sorry, I just said girls to the two of you, but I know that... At least one of you have different pronouns now. Is that right?
0: So I use um, she and they pronouns, but I'm okay with girl. I'm one of the girls. so I'm okay with girl.
2: <laughs> okay. And Nana, what about you?
0: I also use she or they pronouns, but it's fine. <laughs> it's absolutely
2: fine. So you're both she they. Yes. Because you were being very funny on Instagram the other day. It was along the lines of like I'm trying to be annoyed that people are not using my they pronoun, but I've decided I can't be bothered.
0: Yeah, it's me. Sometimes <laughs> I feel like I should just go for they them pronouns all round sometimes. Mm. But I do like she pronouns as well, and but I just wish some people would use they as well sometimes. No one ever, no one ever <laughs> no one uses they. Does. does.
2: Well, it's funny that, isn't it? Because if you give them the option, they'll go listen to me using they to describe people who won't use they. Yeah. Um, people then just think, oh well, you know. But do you find that the they part of you mm-hmm. and the she part of you are different bits of you? Because mm-hmm. I feel like that for me, like. I feel like there's a he version of me but there's also like a there's a she part of me I don't have a they like I, I, yeah. they is not a pronoun I align with not that I have a problem with it as in it's like oh that doesn't work for me like yeah. you know. but I kind of they represent different parts of you I suppose
0: yeah they do I think definitely for me like my masculine energies and my feminine energies come out differently in different spaces and different situations mm-hmm. and stuff but within my masculine energy I still feel like I'm still quite feminine anyway, so I don't I don't know. And also, when people um, use she they pronouns um, or she pronouns, I don't know what they expect from me when when they have ah. pronouns in their minds. I don't know what that means to them. So I just prefer to go for something that's a bit more neutral mm. until they get to know me and understand who, how I am and how I carry myself, like my how I express my gender. Then we can bring in she. But I, that's why I prefer they. Yeah.
2: Interesting. How have you found, as podcasters who set up a podcast to bridge the gap between LGBT people and cis people, how's it going?
0: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> for the most part, it's going quite well because we don't only have uh, queer people on our podcast, we also have allies on our podcast. So I think for the most part, it's going really, really well. We, we went on a a male podcast the other week mm. and that was really interesting and you know we're trying to bridge the gap um and it was funny because we asked rosie asked the question so if a gay man asks you would you like to go to a gay club would you go and he was mm. like no because he's he's scared that somebody's going to chat to him yeah or try and get his number yeah he made he, up a whole scenario on, in his head about it <laughs> and what, what was interesting about the scenario it was based on the behaviors he's seen from cis het men not from any gay men at all right And yeah so, we just, so basically you're scared of straight
2: men really I mean, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, run for the hills <laughs> i'm sorry to all our straight listeners i don't mean it um because that's the thing when i used to try and take straight men to gay clubs with me if i was out with some straight men and i go i'm so bored of this party can we now go to a gay club they would always think they're going to get hit on and you're like trust me i've been going to that club for five years no one hits on you it's it's quite hard
0: they don't they don't and I don't know it's just it's a weird one also I don't know why he thinks it's everyone's type he might might not be (laughs) in the the club
2: (laughs) or just say no you know you can literally just say no but where did you feel that you in your own lives there wasn't a bridge what were you coming up against that made you to look at each other and go we should do this
0: um, I think for us, it was just, um, growing up as like young, masculine presenting lesbians, especially black lesbians as well. We didn't really see much representation. And then, mm. um, even in, in our early twenties as well, mm. everything was on YouTube and everyone was American. So we saw representation, but we are British. Our culture, we're different. different to Americans and, yeah. um, just how it exists. And, you know, they the le- different, different language use as well. It's just it's different. So, yeah. even if, uh, we just wanted to see ourselves. So Nana doesn't even like the camera, but here we are. I didn't think I'd be here, Chris. Really? But I am.
2: But Nana, But Nana, you make such good content. You're stuck now. <laughs>
0: I'm stuck. The
2: pair of you. Yeah. Um, it's funny, that American thing, though, isn't it? Because I do feel like we find versions of ourselves in American culture And actually then don't do the jump of like, but hang on, where's the English culture version? And that doesn't seem to be changing in a weird way. Like, look at Euphoria, the amazing queer representation in that. What's the English Euphoria? Yeah.
0: I've actually heard someone else ask that as well, but there isn't one. Yeah, no.
2: Mm. Mm. Did you watch Euphoria? I I did watch it, yeah. What did you think?
0: I felt that season two was a bit of a waste. Um, (laughs) A lot of time wasted. wasted. Beautiful, Uh beautiful. Yeah. Yeah beautiful um Sam yes. has a way with the camera but in terms of like the story we could have got a bit more it wasn't like it wasn't juicy enough.
2: really interesting
0: none of a filmmaker
2: <laughs> yeah so Nana you do well the pair of you do about a million different things right yeah <laughs> Nana you are a filmmaker and a writer is that right that's correct and you did a film that was in Flair BFI yeah, Flair yeah. yeah yeah what was the name of that again it's called Losing Joy very exciting and then Rose, you've got a whole beauty line, right?
0: So I just I love luxury skincare. So I just every day, a few times a day. May I say you're glowing today? <laughs> thank you, thank you.
2: <laughs> and you are as well, Nana. You are as well, Nana, because she's probably giving you the products. Oh, I have.
0: I've, that's that's really why wounded. I'm glowing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and how did you get into that, Rose?
0: A lot of my interest, I'm not going to lie. It's three women that I've dated. <laughs>
2: I love that. Some people go to Tinder for a date. You go for a job.
0: I go for the interest. For job ideas. To, yeah, you know, I'm just going for it. And um, my girlfriend's also a beauty journalist as well. So she has a lot of PR packages and I just try everything. So yeah, so I steal a lot Ooh. of it.
2: <laughs> Where are we at with beauty for black skin? Is it improving?
0: Yeah, it's improving. There's a lot of um companies that are coming up with like black lines even for hair care as well, like mm. Lush. And, but there's also a lot of new black-owned companies that have come up, especially during the lockdown. I guess people, a lot of people have time. So right. um, a lot of people have just launch their online and do really, really well. And yeah, so I think it's varied. But if you're looking at like foundation and stuff like that, which I don't use, it's there's a it's a bit more problematic there. But we've seen mm. most SPFs these days do sink into black skin well, but we still there are still a few that give us make us look like Casper, but you know it's all right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And and Nana you must know this a bit as a filmmaker, you know, there is such a big thing about black hair on films and television and how traditionally the hair and makeup department have not had education in how to look after black hair on set and it can be a real problem because you've it's 5 in the morning and someone who doesn't know the very basic stuff about how to treat black hair is like tearing through your hair trying to make it do things that it doesn't do right
0: yeah I would say it's it even goes back to the education so hair and beauty schools they're not doing black they're not teaching mm. their students about black hair so then that goes into the workplace and I think for a long time it's been such a huge thing in the modeling world where you know you have models going on set and there's nobody to like that can do their makeup well I've, I've heard of People makeup artists using like eyeshadow and just different things from foundation.
2: Oh, okay. it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> they
0: didn't have their shades. It's crazy, you know? Mm. And even when it comes to hair, and I worked in advertising and I saw them make a, like they, they really, really made, you know, they made it their mission. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. even for one of the adverts, I remember they had a mixed race girl and they made sure that they had somebody who could do the mixed race girl's hair, which was, was an amazing step in the right direction. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Cause it's about, aside from all the other stuff, it's about making someone feel valued for being there you know like why should you be in the process as the performer educating the person who's doing your hair or your makeup on how to do that it's not it's not right and but hopefully it feels like it's changing i've seen bits where i feel like it is and then i see things where i'm like eh, it doesn't seem like it is it is we
0: had we had a campaign and we had a white mua she did make up and it was great I have to say that True. it's the best makeup I've ever had to say. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> so, you know, really, yeah, yeah. So she she did a really good job, yeah.
2: And when you say you two did a campaign, is this are we edging towards the Idris Elba conversation? No,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that, this was the more recently. So we did one of um, less. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, so that was that was some ra- that was during LGBT History Month. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Wow. Okay. So let's talk about Idris, and it was Sabrina as well. Yeah. Tell me. How did it happen? Tell us everything for those who don't know.
0: Okay, so rewind. What was that so like last year? Last year. It like six months before. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we, we found that uh, Sabrina listened to the podcast. Wow. And yeah, so I think they had like a little news message. So we were in there like as a recommendation for podcasts to listen to. And then maybe like six months later after that, um, we just got an email from their team at Sable Labs saying that they wanted to buy us a billboard. And we were just really wow. shocked. We like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so we sent them lots of pictures and there's a lot of back and forth and then we just got this um, video message in our inbox from Idris and Sabrina. And them saying our names. We just started screaming. <laughs> they were saying our names. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. that. And um, the billboard went up in Hackney. We're both from Hackney. So that it was. we didn't know it was going to be in Hackney. So that was yeah. amazing. And That's amazing. we didn't even know that it was up. Like people were just sending us pictures. Yeah, videos. And we were just like, oh my gosh, it's there. We went down there with my daughter, her nieces. Wow. Pictures. Yeah, it was, It was. was. I think it was up for like two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
2: Were you really difficult to deal with during those three weeks? We were. We had our our Beyonce hats on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's like, "Mm, they've changed. (laughs) Honestly, they were quite sweet originally. But you know, the Idris effect. Honestly,
0: every minute, every chance we get, Idris got us a billboard. Do
2: you know that? I'm sorry. But you have to shout about it, yeah. because they do so many things. Those two, Sabrina and Idris. is did you say it's called Save All Lives or something?
0: Stable Labs, yeah, yeah. So it's about couples. It highlights they they have a podcast as well. Yeah, they have a it's podcast. called Coupledom. Yeah, yeah. So they just want to highlight other couples, whether it be partners, brother and sister, brother siblings. Oh, nice yeah. couple. Yeah, yeah,
2: great. So nice for them to support and do, you know, supporting people for good for good causes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's lovely. If it's okay with you, we're going to head to the little Homo Sapiens inbox and have a read of an email. Do you mind?
0: Yeah, go cool. cool. for it.
2: Hello, Chris and the Homo Sapiens family. Today, that means you two as well. The story about wanting to ask potential flatmates about being queer friendly struck a chord with me. So hang on, I'll go back and explain a bit. So there was this Person who wrote in and they said that they were looking for a new housemate with the other housemates and they were sort of saying, Can you check that they are LGBT friendly? And the housemates and the landlord as well, I think, was sort of saying, Oh, you're you're being a bit political and They were saying, hang on, this is safety. And also, by the way, you're asking everyone if they're vaccinated against COVID. So you're looking after your safety. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. Cut to us all up in arms, obviously. And then this email. So the story, actually, I have to just say at the beginning of this, this is a gay man writing in about him and his relationship as far as I know. Nine years ago, I lived with my then best friend, his fiance, and her dad. After moving from Northern Ireland to New Zealand, living with one of my best friends should have been amazing. It was until I got a boyfriend. (sniffs) It's always the way. Two weeks into this new relationship, things went bad. After a great dinner with friends, I got told to keep any affection to my bedroom as it was uncomfortable for my friend's soon-to-be father-in-law. No. I'm loving your two's reactions. This (laughs) is perfect. (laughs) like getting more and more incensed. Um, When I pushed, nothing had actually been said by him. They just thought that cuddling on the sofa while watching a movie or a hello goodbye kiss was not appropriate in the shared areas of the house. I went through a whirlwind of emotions quite rightly whoever this person is I think it's anonymous I felt like I had been hit by a truck he was confused why I wouldn't just conform to these rules and life would go on I cried to myself to sleep that night feeling completely alone disgusting and so unsure of every interaction friendship I ever had that was the last night I slept in that house two friends a gay couple took me in and really looked after me so well I now have the most amazing queer group of friends that really are my family I live in a queer house with love and much gayness think Dolly Parton themed dress up parties yes it took me six years to actually start dealing with what happened to me I just put up a front that I was fine some of my friends just can't seem to understand that feeling of not belonging, being wanted anywhere. This is a sidebar. I've got the running order for the show that I'm looking at, right? It says do intro, then it says emails. And then underneath the email, it says Idris Elba, because I was going to ask you about Idris Elba, but it looks like it's from Idris Elba. It looks like it's signed. <laughs> <Nothing>. <laughs> it's like it's yeah. I'm like, Idris, it's you're like, in a flat yeah. chair, see? <laughs> it's so normal. Um, so have you two ever had this kind of stuff? in your home, living with flatmates and stuff, that sort of slight policing of queerness, I suppose.
0: Definitely in the house, like in our parents' house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know, our parents still call our significant others our friend. Um, right. <laughs> not, they can't, just there's something, they just can't bring themselves to say girlfriend. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we are policed. It's We don't feel comfortable to be like, You know, affectionate and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, But I think mm -hmm. it's so different. This situation is different because they, you know, they've moved outside their parents' house and they're probably renting. And they should feel safe in that space. They pay rent in. Yeah, it's your home. Yeah, yeah. I've never. I've never had housemates before, but when I was looking for someone with housemates, I made sure I put LGBT friendly in the search, in the searching mm. just to avoid stuff like that. I just want to be comfortable wherever mm. I'm going to call home. I just have to be comfortable. And, but it's yeah. weird though, because I remember um my girlfriend and I were in the kitchen and my mom came in and my girlfriend had her arms around me and she, she just dropped her hands.
2: <laughs> it's so funny. That, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? it's
0: so, but the things they get along so well, they're like, they're like best friends, but the affection part, we just can't
2: show <laughs> it's sort of so deeply ingrained in you though isn't it yeah. I always have this thing which is entirely in my head and I've never even had this conversation with my husband about it but it's like when you're walking along and you decide to hold hands along the street but then you spot someone coming quite far in the distance and then you're like I'm not going to be the first person to drop the hand yeah. because I don't want to seem like I care <laughs> but at the same time I am going to probably drop the hand. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'll sort of be like, oh, my God, look at that tree. All <laughs> over it, <you> know? <laughs>
0: That's exactly what I do. <laughs> yeah, no, <you> <laughs> really? That's exactly what I do. Oh, hold on, my bag's slipping. Oh, wait. Oh, no. my God. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. You know what? I Last year, or was it last year? Last year, I held hands with my girlfriend in Peckham. Peckham. Oh, Peckham oof. Market. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Down the whole road, and I was very proud of that because it it wasn't an easy thing to do, you know. With all the, yeah, art and art. Good on you. Well done.
2: it is hard, it is hard, and it's funny how much of that I don't know. It's really weird to you know, when you go, if you ever sort of go to yourself, okay, well, let's imagine what is. The worst case scenario here. It's not going to be someone comes up and starts shouting at you. It's probably it'll start with like a little shout or something, you know, like something manageable. But still, you, I find I can't for whatever reason, you know. I just I still end up being, I don't know what the word is, but uh, I'm hyper aware, I suppose.
0: Yeah, I think I I think sometimes you just have to be like. Just two weeks ago, we went out and then uh, when everybody went to the toilet, I was by myself. And this guy mm. approached me. and was really being homophobic in my face, and no. um, but luckily the security guards reacted so quickly. They got rid of him. He he just got really, really? violent, and then but he got arrested and at the end at the end of it. Wow. I didn't know up until last week because um one of the security guards' girlfriends listened to our podcast, so she tweeted really? and used the hashtag and was like, "Just so you know, he got arrested." <laughs> I was like, wow. "Oh, wow, okay." But yeah, we have yeah. to be. Ha- I knew it was coming anyway, but because just because of how hyper aware we have to be sometimes. Yeah.
2: And do you think that part of it is being a masculine presenting queer woman? If that's how you, I think you said it at the top, but I don't want to get how you identify wrong if you know what I mean. But would you say it's the masculine presenting thing that is part of it?
1: Yeah,
0: I would say that we it's, it's visible. We're visibly queer, which mm. you know I think if you saw somebody else walking down the street who was maybe like femme presenting you wouldn't assume their sexuality but with us even though we could be straight because <laughs> there are mm. people that look like us that are straight you know is yeah yeah well because the first comment he said was does your husband approve of how you're dressed yeah that's the first comment yeah. that he made and I just replied and I said oh don't be silly you know that I'm gay like you know that I'm gay right And it just went from there. So it was definitely because of how I present. Yeah. Yeah. You looked. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm.
2: Great answer, though, to have that, to be able to speak (laughs) even in that scenario. (laughs) Do you think that queer black women are policed more as well? Is that part of it, do you think?
0: yeah i think like um even on binary and queer black men as well especially Mm. by the black community though so really yeah i think that um they just feel like being queer is a western thing like where have you picked this up from it's not it's not a black thing to to be so Mm. i find that we're more policed by the black community than anyone else Mm. to be honest
2: And then, when you think about UK Black Pride, for example, and you're talking about not having any role models, do you feel like that's doing great stuff? I mean, I love Lady Phil and all of that. Lady
0: Phil, I have her on WhatsApp. I've got her yeah,
2: number. WhatsApp, got... by the way, I can WhatsApp her. Shut <laughs> up! Let's WhatsApp her now. What? <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh
0: uh-huh. I think it's doing quite a, a bit of good because you know, seeing her like on the mag. So was on, on, Diva Mag, and she's on the front cover, and she looks amazing. Yeah, and she's Ghanaian, and you know, she she's from you know, like maybe our parents' generation or even yeah. Mm. And it's just nice for our parents to see that and see. Oh, okay, so there's a you know, there's a queer black lady who's yeah. that age group, you know. And it's good. It's just good to be. People.
2: That's interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She's definitely younger than mums. She's but, definitely yeah. younger, years, yeah. but it's in between. Isn't it? there's, there's, it's, in, it's in between, isn't it? Yeah.
2: yeah. I suppose she is uh, because she's a bit older. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stack up that if people are saying, "Where have you got these ideas from?" It's like, no, it's not a new thing. I didn't get it off Instagram. You right, know what yeah. I mean? It's, uh, there you go. It helps sort of understand that it's something that's been around for thousands of years, and we're all just the same. And I know you said you've actually got a lot of straight listeners, but. What are the challenges facing young black queer kids today? Is there any specifics around that?
0: I think so. I think it's like even though they have more more language, they have more representation. I still think it can be hard for some of them. So we definitely have come across young people who are a bit displaced because they're queer Mm -hmm. and they're black. Um, So that is still a problem. Now it's still Mm. yeah. I think sometimes it's how the two coexist. Mm. So again, people might ask you to pick one. Which one's more important? Which fight? But. Both of them, they both exist. They're part of us. They exist equally. They're Mm. part of our identity, and you know, not one is more important than the other. And I think that's probably what the main issue is. Mm. Especially when you bring Mm -hmm. religion on top of that as well. So again, they all—they're just all equal intersections. So um, I think that's figuring that out is what the main issue is.
2: Yes. And I realized I got completely sidetracked um, from the end of that email. And I just want to say to the person who wrote that in, no, it's my fault. It's totally my fault. I (laughs) say to the person who wrote that in, thank you so much for writing that in. And I'm so pleased that you are happy now that you are able to be in a space where you can, because like, literally, like you were just saying about, you know, young black queer kids, it's like, you need to have places where you can feel safe, right? Yeah. And it, if it's not home, then where's it gonna be? Because, you know, that's it's it's so important. And have have you got a great gang of friends? Like do you hang out with lots of other queer people or are you yeah, is it we have you know? we've
0: got a lads group chat, you know? <laughs> and one there is non-binary and masculine presenting as well mm-hmm. and then yeah we and most of our friends are queer to be honest um, and we do exist, exist in mainly queer spaces but if we go to spaces that are not queer we are we still there's like a, a pack of us that all go yeah. together so we still feel safe yeah we do feel um, and yeah. we also put on events as well we put on queer events because people all say that they have nowhere to meet queer people so that's really important
2: yeah we want queer mm. everyone
0: to dress up you know yeah. wear a shirt nice. trousers wear cute. shoes <laughs>
2: Where's good nightlife in London for you right now? Do
0: you know what? It's funny because it has to be ticketed events. (laughs) Yeah. So if we want to go somewhere where like we're going to hear like the kind of music we'll listen to, we have to have pre-booked it from in advance. Like we can't just say like, for example, today, oh yeah, let's go to wherever and hear our type of music in a queer environment. It just doesn't exist. So um, yeah. So like places like Pussy Palace, um, our events, Clink Clink, our events called Clink Clink. Mm. Um, oh, rolling bowl! we have a bowling event as well called rolling Bowl, and Lovely. yeah i would say that those are the main places where we exist yeah and to the left there's a new one called to the left where's that so that's in dawson um where visions to be and um, oh yeah yeah that's new that's very queer yeah very queer yeah, yeah. they play 80s music and it's amazing <laughs> yeah
2: oh my god i in. i once <laughs> took my husband who is a very wonderful man I once took him to Visions in Dalston, which for anyone who doesn't know, is a basement with a very low ceiling and not many lights. I'm not quite sure what it actually has going for it other than the people who go and the music. And I took my husband in there and he was like, this place is a fire hazard oh it's the worst yes. I was I was like I'm not sure that's top of my mind right now <laughs> but yeah and then I looked over and there was someone in a paddling pool which someone had just poured like a bit of beer in oh, God. naked just like thrashing around in there I was like do you know what I love it here <laughs> so it's your night a bit like Pussy Palace kind of thing. Yeah. So
0: ours is, um, in Pussy Palace, you kind of get like a ballroom vibe over there. Vogue yeah, yeah. ours is like really Afrobeat. It's probably going to be a daytime party. Ours is okay. night time. It's so mm-hmm. more like daytime for us. So
2: yeah. Is that an active decision to do things that are not involving alcohol in any way? or is it For just too,
0: we're both, we're both yeah <laughs> but we do need to have
2: events that don't include alcohol because some people don't drink yeah yeah
0: they yeah but we but we are just we're also t- we get tired so we wanted something that's early after we go to bed on time
2: <laughs> really <laughs> yeah okay so what's your ideal time to start and what's your ideal time to get into bed
0: so clink clink starts at like what three mm-hmm. like two three in mm-hmm. the afternoon if it's around 10 i hope midnight
2: 10 in bed. you're in bed <laughs> <laughs> See I'm like once I pop I can't stop so if I if I went out at 3 I would still stay out till three, so I probably need to try and go out at nine. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah,
0: but there is, um, but we do go to things like Pussy Palace, where we, yeah, we, we, we get there at like eleven p.m. and leave at five a.m. Yeah. or whatever. It is. Yes, we're, the only time yeah. we're not we were in bed the next day for the whole day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 only problem. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, this is it. Sorry, my phone rang. I didn't realize it wasn't on silent. How unprofessional <laughs> of me! Wouldn't have this on your podcast, I tell you. Oh, no,
0: if I were <laughs> 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 none of my answer. Oh, hold on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> when time. I used to host this show with Will Young, like we used to take whole deliveries. We would be like, you wait there, you carry on. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I've got a delivery and I've got I to unpack the shopping. <laughs> so tell me a bit more about some of your favourite moments from doing your podcast. Or some disasters. Love a disaster. Oh what a
0: disaster. Uh, oh, no times oh. we recorded and it didn't record do you know what this? back <laughs> yeah oh that was the worst yeah it, it was, was such a good, a good conversation ep- i think that's happened twice oh no one on zoom and one in the studio both great yeah conversations. yeah but i think there's been two episodes where we've invited the guests on and they've come with a whole lot of people <laughs> which we didn't expect we don't have enough mics not enough mics not enough, oh no like even on zoom like everyone's connection was so bad and so the one without the mic where we didn't have enough mics we just made do they were all there so we said okay just join us yeah and it was Yes. but the one that was on Zoom <laughs> oh, that was from <laughs> we have to say that was from Ghana that's where we're from yeah and uh, right. about five people on there one person was at work and they put their phone down and be like oh my boss is coming one minute <laughs> Terrible. It was so one bad. One would leave, one would join and we started the podcast and at half an hour in somebody came and said, oh, sorry, I'm late. We are just like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs>
2: You're yeah, like, this is a podcast, not a meeting, yeah, not an HR yeah. meeting. Yeah
0: that's, <laughs> a,
2: yeah. that's the end of part one of our lovely chat with Tutus. Loving this chat. Love these two. Please uh, do go and listen to part two as well because more delights coming up.